heard, you know, I had been hearing the rumblings about how a group of, uh, you know, the wealthy Republicans are going to try to bankrupt my husband and I, et cetera. Mm. So that's going around. And then this is the first I heard of this. And um, as you know, I, uh, you may I, I remember that I was a very strong opponent to the renewal of the Rio Nuevo fiasco. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that got passed because they're taking property into the possession of Rio Nuevo, which means you're shrinking the tax base during the period that they have these agreements, which is 10 to 15 years. They take it off the tax roll. They're giving them sales tax abatement, Jeep abatement. And then at the end of the whatever the agreement is, they have reversionary clauses, which means the property goes back into the name of whoever originally you know, sold it to the Rio Nuevo board. And the only beneficiary in these deals, from what I can see, I mean, if you get some new business in, but the sales tax is being abated to these individuals. So for that period of time, the taxpayers are not getting the benefit. So 10, 15 years down the road, we might get some benefit if the businesses are still in business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very against it. I went up to the legislature and attempted to testify, but I was cut off by Senator Smith and not allowed to speak for more than 60 seconds. And then uh, Fletcher McCusker, who is on the Reno Evo board, was allowed to go on for close to 15 minutes. Mm. So that tells you how the deck was stacked. So I don't know why Edmund is so butthurt over this. The deck was stacked at the legislature. They already had their votes to get it renewed, and unfortunately for the taxpayers, they did get it renewed. And um, so, it, it, you know, they got their deal. But he's apparently still very upset about that and thinks that I should just go along with all these deals, the bowling alleys, don't even mention it, let it go under the radar, and stop telling the voters what's truly going on with their tax dollars. Well, as you know, that isn't my style. I'm not going to do that. Good for you. And, uh, you know, as far as Leah Marquez, I don't know if you were aware, but I was considering running in CD2 because I live right on the northwest edge of it. And um, when I, you know, got contacted by various people, I was thinking about it. And Leah contacted me, Leah Marquez-Peterson, to meet with me downtown. And so I agreed to meet with her. And I said to her, I said, oh, I see you have Jim Click supporting you. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, when he called, I said, sir, yes, sir, what do you need me to do, sir? There you go. And at that point, I just, uh, you know, I almost ran, but I felt that I needed to complete what I had, you know, started here in Pima County. And I just went, I cannot believe this. And when, you, when I heard that, I knew I could not support Leah Marquez-Peterson I knew I had to find another candidate. And then the debate that was held last week, which you moderated, um, you know, we heard the two candidates speak, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to support in this CD2 race. But this is the kind of stuff that continues to happen. It's happening at the national level. If people don't think we have a swamp here in Pima County, oh, my God, it's it's like a huge swamp oh, full it's, of alligators. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. So, yeah, so, I mean, look, and that's why I really think that, Listen, you got the big business people. I'm not going to name names, but you can take from it what you will. Um, the ones that literally there was a campaign, Republicans for Bronson. Right, right. And Absolutely. They, and they wanted, I mean, you tell me, my, my, my educated guess, my opinion, is that they wanted to make sure that Sharon kept her job instead of Kim DeMarco defeating her because they didn't want Chuck to get fired because they all benefit from Chuck's decisions. 
Absolutely. Kim DeMarco's campaign got infiltrated. And, uh, you know, if people don't think these things happen locally, well, think again. Mm-hmm. And they made sure that Sharon Bronson won. And it was Republicans that did it. They, they wanted Sharon Bronson reelected because guess what? They're getting all of their swamp deals done yep. because she's there to ensure that it gets done. Kim, they were simply hedging their bets on Kim DeMarco in the event that she won because the voters actually are pretty fed up, but they spent a lot of money, and there were a lot of things that went on with uh, taxpayer money. There were, you know, nonprofits being funded in these various areas in the uh, campaign. So Kim ended up losing, and uh, they got the person they truly wanted, but they were hedging their bets with her. And it's really unfortunate that people in this community don't understand that these people, Republicans and Democrats alike, are pillaging this town. It's very sad. It's very sad that things aren't getting done. And, you know, that's why our roads don't get fixed. Yep. Now we're buying a bowling alley. <laughs> yep. and, 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 it, and it continues. And people like Ethan Orr saying, enough is enough. Well, no, He's that, not that, getting anything I thought that was done. Edmund. Oh, you want no, me to that was, vote for that, a bowling yeah, alley? That was Edmund. That was Edmund who said that. Oh, Edmund said it was an uh, Yeah, that's right. Enough it was Edmund. is enough. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Edmund's had it with me because Edmund <laughs> thinks we need to just go along with Chuck Huckleberry, vote for all these deals, and be quiet. Well, the Edmund, that's what's been going on the last 25 years in this community, and that is exactly the reason we are where we are. Mm-hmm. We've had this leadership. We've seen what they can produce. Absolutely nothing but failed roads. A, a community that looks like Kandahar, they've been in charge for 25 years. Yep. You want to go back to that and go ahead and try to blame me for the roads. I've been in office for five years. I know people will understand the roads only started failing five years ago. Not. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's, it's just more of the same. And yep. these guys are going to be fighting. Last time they spent, I believe, with all the independent expenditures and they got an awful lot of free ads in the uh, Red Star. Mm-hmm. They uh, ran a probably a half a million dollars against me, and I had 80000 in both elections. And, really? you know, the people in the community spoke in that election, and I won by close to 15 points. Yeah, you won by a lot over that guy who literally had no idea what the hell he was doing. Yep, and they, they put him up and they funded him heavily. So, you know, if the people in this community want to go back and take a step back in time, or do they want to continue the fight to finally route out this corruption and this cronyism? They can vote for me, but if they want to take a step back and go back to, you know, the last 20 years, go ahead, you know, uh, vote for who you believe is going to best represent you. And I think the people in my district spoke loudly and clearly. And one of the things I ran on was no sales tax. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, that, and my opponent was putting forth the identical plan that Steve Christie put forth. So I think the voters in District 1 spoke loudly and clearly. You don't need a poll. That is a poll. It is a very real poll. That's the only poll that counts. Yes, exactly. So, uh, you know, I made that promise to the voters, and the more I see of this wasteful spending and all of these crony deals coming through, there is no way that I'm going to support that sales tax. I'm telling you, can you hang on for me for just a second? Because I want to get an update on the bowling alley thing for me as well. If you oh, don't, absolutely. If you don't All right, hang on. Uh, and, we, and we can uh, get calls lined up also for after 880-KNST, 
Allie Miller will stay with me. We'll continue an update. Uh, did the appraiser get back to her on her letter? And by the way, you can see the letter. It's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. We'll continue. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. It's your morning ritual. Uh, let's continue with Allie Miller. Allie, thank you for hanging on. Sure, absolutely. So uh, you sent a great letter to the appraiser who, again, gave two different values for that bowling alley that Chuck Huckleberry wants to buy. Right. Six days apart. You asked him, uh, did you include uh, any information about asbestos? Have you heard back from that appraiser? I have not heard back from the appraiser. I also placed a phone call to his office, and then I thought I need to document this as a in my official capacity as a supervisor, so I sent a registered letter. So uh, our meeting is on Tuesday, and this is on the consent calendar on Tuesday, so I hope he gets back to me. Otherwise, I'm going to ask that this item be continued. <laughs> if I, You know, this is ridiculous that we would vote on something that we don't have answers back from the appraiser. And I think the question about, you know, uh, you dated them the same date, but the email transmittal was a week apart. How did you come in with $2 million and then a week later you sent in uh, another appraisal $200,000 higher? Um, I think that question needs to be answered. And I'd like to know how that happened because there appears to be no documentation with, oops, I forgot this, and and we need to add this to it. So that's very concerning. And, mm-hmm. of, of course, the asbestos, if he considers that in his appraisal, he needs to uh, consider the amount of money that it is going to cost to abate that. When Chuck says we're going to buy this for about 650000 over the high appraisal uh, plus, invest another $4 million in that bowling alley to create a community center to dispense services. Um, it's ridiculous. They just built one down off, uh, I think it's La Choya. Uh During the last campaign, they built a brand-new community center, and they have all of these various areas where they can dispense these services. And why is it a sudden urgent need right now? Um, mm-hmm. So... Those are all questions that need to be answered, and I do hope people continue emailing in. And also, they have got we've got to get people to come to this board meeting and speak out on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, nine a.m. Yep, on 1, Congress, one thirty West Congress on the first floor Board of Supervisors hearing room. And if you can't make it, please, please make a phone call or send an email. And you were telling me there were a lot of people that have sent emails in. Yeah, a lot of folks are sending them in, and then uh, one of the emails that came in is pretty funny. Is uh, the lady said, you know, please do not buy a bowling alley. We need to get our roads fixed. Please stay focused. And Huckleberry responded back that when he gets done remodeling this, the building's going to be worth ten million dollars. <laughs> I don't know how he can even say that. And the lady sent back and said, No, Chuck, enough of the blather. Just. <laughs> fix the road. Yeah, and by the way, I didn't realize Chuck's a flipper. Like, who cares if it's worth $10 million? What are you going to sell it at that point? Exactly. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, that the madness never ends down there, and and the thought that they're going to try to lay the, the blame for the roads on me, I think, is yeah. just laughable. That's what I'm saying. You know, between, Ed, Edmund Marquez is more than welcome to come on this show. I was looking. I don't have his number in my phone. He's more than welcome to explain exactly what he means with that vague statement that he made uh, about you, it's, it's again, it's, um, well, let me just read the exact quote in the local paper. Enough's enough. We need some better representation, someone who's going to get things done. 
Yeah, and Edmund, uh, you know, I challenged him to debate me on another show uh, when he said that um, I didn't know what I was talking about on Rio Nuevo. I said, let's, let's debate this, and he refused to do it. He, was, he didn't want to go on and do it. Well, if you can't even debate and defend your positions, that mm-hmm. says it all. Well, uh, you've got to be able to stand up for what you believe in, and you have to be able to uh, defend your positions. And if I don't know what the heck I'm talking about, why wouldn't you take the opportunity to hammer me? Maybe, maybe it <laughs> runs in the family, which is why his sister, Leah Marquez, didn't show up to the debate last week. Yeah, there's another thing. Why, why would you not show up to a debate and, and, and let everyone see what you're all about instead of being in forums where you have the sole, you're the only person up there You've got to be able to stand tough, and, and when you're in a debate, people get to see that interaction and, and, and get to see what you're made of. Are you able to withstand you know, the kind of pressures and the kind of attacks you're going to get as a candidate? Because I can tell you the pressures are heavy and strong. Yep. To, for me right now, you've got to vote yes on the sales tax. People come in, and I mean, they're all over you. They come in and tag team and... Uh, I've been having meetings with several people, and they come in and try to intimidate you. And if you can't stand up, as you said, you'll fold like a lawn chair yep. and just collapse and do whatever people are telling you, and then you're not representing the people. Do you just actually have that list that you did of the 30 items that can be the funds for those 30 items in the, in the budget can be reallocated to fixing the roads? When they come into your office, can you just be like, hang on a second, hang on a second, <clears throat> let me yeah, give it to them and go, what were you saying? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, there were people in yesterday that I was talking to, and I said, you know, our roads aren't getting fixed because we're spending the majority of it on funding a Department of Transportation that has almost 300 employees that are not fixing the roads. This is insane. We should have a, a, a you know, top-level group that, that does the contracting and tracks the projects and schedules them, and then you outsource the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Why do we have a department with almost 300 employees, a whole bunch of expensive equipment, and uh, what are we doing here? Just like the car repair center, $18 million for a gold lead certified service center, and we're doing our own repairs. Why aren't we outsourcing that to the private sector? And instead of, and I forget how many employees are in there, I think close to 60, 70 in that it just goes on and on. There are easily, you know, millions of dollars that you can find that we can cut the spending on, and then all these crazy projects like bowling alleys, uh, and we should be spending that money on roads. And why would I go back to the taxpayers and say, you need to spend more, you need to pay more? And, and that's the easy answer, right? Just go back and tax them more. If that, if that was... Uh, you know, uh, something that people can vote on, it would be so easy. We just keep stacking it on the taxpayers yep. and the, until they could no longer bear it, and then the whole economy collapses. Like Venezuela. Yes. I know. Exactly. You, 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 real quick, and I'm just running short. Uh, I, I'm getting emails from listeners saying that they, they're contacting Steve Christie, uh-huh. and, and he's, like, writing. Some of them he's written handwritten letters to him saying he doesn't support buying the bowling alley. Uh, handwritten I letters. I haven't heard from him, but good if he doesn't. <laughs> but I mean, I, and you know, he doesn't have to, so he'll, he'll escape out of it. Handwritten letters, like I, it's just the strangest thing. I, I don't, I don't get oh, it. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't do the handwritten. I, I mean, most people on. contact me. We send out the emails. Yeah. My staff is like all over it, and they get things out to them. And 
and they're sending them relevant information. Um, I'm not sure with his handwritten letter. What is that stuff about? I don't know what that. That's just strange <laughs> this is to me. 2018. <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, wait. Exactly. Who's paying for the stamps on these yeah. letters? <laughs> stop it! Stop it! Stop! Exactly. On. He's wasting the spending that way. So listen, I hope that you get the get a hold of that guy. What is the name of that? Um, what is the name of that uh, appraiser again? It's uh, Ova- Valbridge Property Appraisers. Valbridge, and the gentleman's name is Craig Johnson. So my listeners can call and ask him questions also. Why not? It's a, it's a oh, regular it's, business. it's their money. Yeah. End of the day, this yeah. is taxpayer money yeah. paying for it. It's your money, folks. Yep. You have a right to get these questions answered. I do my best to try to get the answers, but if someone has an opportunity to speak to this gentleman at Valbridge Appraisals, uh Go for it. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to get the answers before and the he, board. He, he better not duck you. And if he does, I wonder if he has a relationship with Chuck or any of these people that's up there, which is, you know, Well, if break. he ducks me, I plan to call his corporate headquarters. There you go. <laughs> Good for you. Allie, thank you for the time this morning, and let us know if anything happens, okay? Okay, thank you, Garrett. Yeah, take care. It's Allie Miller. It's really late, 739. Here's Fox.